Good morning, and we welcome to the uh, program once again, State Senator Gene Lysing with a uh, legislative update. And good morning to you, Senator. Good morning. And, of course, the uh, the yeah. first, first half is already in the books, obviously. We're in uh, the uh, week seven now, the uh, legislative session. And uh, can you give us kind of a uh, review of uh, some things that happened in the first half? Right. Um, I can tell you that uh, of uh, the 417 bills that were filed in the Senate, just on the Senate side, 161 of those bills actually passed the Senate. And those bills now are um, being considered in the House. Now, because that's quite a large number for a short session, my guess is that only about half of them will get consideration in the House. And that is determined by the chairman of the committees in the House. They'll select the bills that they think are worthy of getting a hearing over there. So, for instance, I know at this point in time, four of my seven bills that I passed out of the Senate as the first author, four of them have actually gotten a hearing now in the House. And the question will be whether or not the other three receive a hearing because uh, those committee meetings for the second half over in the House are going to end sometime early next week. Now, there is a big difference. So only 104 bills passed the House and came over to the Senate. And so that's actually 57 less bills passed the House. Now, some people would say, well, maybe that's a good thing because we have too many laws on the books already. But um, there are some pretty important issues that need consideration. So um, I think that, um, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of the process. And for those that don't follow the legislature as closely, after a bill passes both the Senate and the House, then if there weren't, if there was not substantial change, then it will go to the governor. The governor then can become, let it. He can sign the bill into law. He can let it become law without his signature if he isn't really keen on whatever is in the bill, or if he really doesn't like the bill, he can veto it. Okay. Um, if there was substantial change in the second house, then if the bill actually doesn't go directly to the governor. It goes to something called a conference committee, and the conference committee consists of two senators, two representatives, one from each party, and they try to work out the differences. And if they can't work out the differences, then the bill dies at that point. So it's really not easy to get a bill through the legislature, and that's probably a good thing, or we, we would have too many laws in the books. So anyway, so it'll be interesting to see. And uh, I guess moving forward to what is now being considered in the Senate that started out in the House, um, some of the bills that I'm hearing the most from, um, from constituents, um, would be, for instance, the what's called the uh, constitutional right to carry. That's a gun bill, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, some people say it's really misnamed, that it should be called a permit-free bill. But um, basically what it does is it says that if you're, if, you're going, if you own a handgun and you've been legally allowed to purchase a handgun, if this bill passes, you would not have to have 
an additional permit to carry it is a concealed weapon in Indiana. Now, you couldn't go out of state, and if you wanted to go out of state, you would still have to have a regular permit, and um, then the other states consider that reciprocal. But believe it or not, there's 21 states that have already passed this kind of legislation. So I expect that we will see that bill be acted upon sometime in the next week here in the in the Senate. So, and that's kind of an interesting one that I've heard a lot from people in my district that think it's um, an important bill for the Second Amendment rights. Okay, um, another <laughs> overwhelmingly we are getting education uh, calls and emails on the various education bills. And, um, of course, Senate Bill 167, in the early part of the session, it was like that, but that bill died for lack of action, and so that one is off the radar screen. But now there's one that's known as House Bill 1134, and House Bill 1134 is actually... Um, it started out with lots of contentious language in it from a, from the view of at least educators. And so that bill was drastically amended before it passed the House. And now this Wednesday, uh, that bill will be heard in the Senate Education Committee where it's going to receive a lot more amendments, okay? And so... I'm kind of telling people right now not to get too excited about 1134 because we really don't know how much is really going to end up in that bill. This bill was the one, though, that would have had language in reference to people's concerns over critical race theory, what's being taught in our schools, parents' engagement in the process of curriculum. And so we got to make sure that the bill doesn't go too far, okay, and be overwhelming for our educators. So I'm anxious to see what kind of testimony will happen in Education Committee this week. So anyway, um, lots of bills, though, moving. Um, utility bills uh, that are moving, especially in regard to renewables, Um both solar and wind, and if the state should get involved in, in creating a state statute for um, setbacks from properties, from other individuals' properties, uh, that bill, I think the bill that started in the Senate is actually getting a hearing in the House today. I'm anxious to see how much that bill has changed um, because some counties have already set their, their setback requirements and all that, and this might, uh, I don't want to say it could override those, but it would be certainly suggested uh, language from the state, so uh, that that will be an interesting, interesting fight as well. Um, everybody's going to get a taxpayer refund, uh, and that is not because of anything we've done this year, but it will... Um, it was actually something that passed several years ago that if we ever had a surplus, uh, that, in fact, people would get share in part of that uh, surplus. 
And so it's estimated that people will get about $125 uh, refund uh, when they file their taxes. So so we'll, we'll see how that all works out. Um, I don't think you're going to get a check in the mail, but it will be a part of the uh, tax reporting process. So, And, um, gosh, I'm just thinking agriculturally, um, probably one of the bills that's getting attention is a bill that was heard now in the House uh, yesterday, and that has to do with the foreign purchase of agricultural cropland. Uh, I think people are especially concerned about whether China could come in and buy up um, Indiana crop grass. And so that bill um, is moving. It passed the Senate already. And uh, and then for those people that are into farmers markets and uh, that kind of thing, um, there's a bill that passed out of our agriculture committee in the Senate this week that is um, in regard to home-based vendors, which is a, an expansion, really, of what the regular farmer's market can do or sell, um, but it would allow people to actually have a website within Indiana and promote their home-grown projects, uh, products, but not products that are considered dangerous. So it would be more like, um, you know, baked goods and that kind of thing. Uh, so, um, but it sets guidelines in the bill. It would make the home-based vendor who does not have commercial kitchen, it would make them um, get a certificate showing that they have had at least some training and uh, that certificate then would be, if this bill passes, would be presented to the County Board of Health so that the county would know that they are actually in that home-based vendor business. So anyway, lots of interesting issues. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our visit with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with State Senator Jean Lysing as she presents her uh, legislative update. As far as uh, some of uh, the bills that uh, that you've authored, sponsored, things of that nature, uh, what are some of those? Uh, how are they progressing? Have you or have you heard how they're doing? Right. You know, uh, actually, the uh, suicide and drug overdose death bill um, should be voted out of the House. Uh, this week, it has already passed uh, the committee, uh, the uh, the health committee in the House. Of course, it had already passed the Senate. And what that bill does is it tries hard to get to give us information from the Department of Health on the number of deaths from suicide and drug overdoses in each of our counties, 
and the age and the sex and the type of of um, force used in in a suicide or in what kind of medication used in drug overdose deaths because we have over well there was additional money put in the budget last year for mental health and both um, drug addiction and mental health stuff all comes under the mental health category so we're <clears throat> we really want to make sure that this money is spent uh, in the right place um, I can tell you that there are uh, let me see I think 24 community mental health centers in our entire state of 92 counties and some of our counties have no presence at all okay of, of a mental health center and so some people really even when it's their loved one or their best friend that has a problem either with drug addiction or mental health issues they don't even know where to have them you know get services so so we're hoping that we can maybe better target um, the services that are available to the people that need it the most um, the other bills of mine that have actually uh, that are being acted on in the House now that have passed out of committee would be the one in regard to uh, the soil and water, the, the natural resources, establishing a drainage task force so that we could find out why the state has so many pages of rules and regulations and our locals uh, feel like they've kind of been shut out by the state. That would be like the local soil and water districts and that kind of thing. And so we're going to try to have a task force this summer that would look at all those rules and figure out a better working relationship between the state and the locals. Um, the Purdue uh, seed testing bill uh, has passed out of uh, the Ag Committee, and uh, it will be acted upon now in the House, as well as the Board of Animal Health bill, uh, which I authored, and I would tell you that um, the Board of Animal Health bill is a pretty important one because they really have to stay on their toes. I mean, uh, when my bill first started in the Senate, <clears throat> we had no idea that there would be another avian flu outbreak. Avian flu is a is a flu that a deadly flu that impacts um, turkeys, ducks, poultry. And it has hit in Du Bois County in southwestern Indiana again. It did several years ago, um, but we haven't seen it for a long time. But this is a, a very uh, contagious, deadly bill. And so the Board of Animal Health has had to go in there and um, exterminate some uh, poultry, but then also set up quarantines around the infected area so as not to jeopardize our poultry industry. People don't realize that um, Indiana is a leader. I believe we're number one in ducks and number two in turkeys in the whole nation. Um, and, and it's primarily, I would say, in the southwestern Indiana area, but it's very, a very big part of our agricultural economy. The bills that I'm hoping for that still are going to, I hope, get a hearing in the House would be um, my um, public uh, comment at school board meetings, Senate Bill 83, has not yet been heard, as well as the FAFSA bill, which 
I know some people would say, I don't understand why we have to require that people take a serious look at filling out the FAFSA or sign a waiver that they're not going to fill it out. But the truth is, Indiana students and their families left $65 million on the table uh, in Pell Grants alone, and that doesn't count the eligible scholarships that some of the kids might have been available to for. And, I mean, it's because many of our people don't even know about the all the things they could gain for their their students that are entering college or any kind of higher education. And so I hope, even if my bill doesn't file, I hope it increases the, or doesn't pass, that it actually increases the knowledge or awareness by parents and students of the opportunities that they might um, be able to take advantage of. And then my other bill that hasn't been scheduled yet is how much farmland is being used for solar and wind energy farms. And I still am hopeful that that language will get a hearing, but right now I don't have any indication that it is. And I I just want to make sure that we know how much farm ground we're giving up to solar and wind because obviously agriculture is another huge uh, industry in our state, as is energy production, but we want to make sure it doesn't get too um, heavy-handed in that area. So anyway, that kind of gives you an update on, on those bills. And is there is there any other particular bill that you would be interested in that we didn't talk about? Um, actually, I think you uh, you covered them, uh, particularly the, the last three that uh, have not had the uh, hearings as of yet. So what... Um, Anything else before we uh, let you get back to uh, the people's work at the state house? No, I think that's it, and and hopefully in uh, two more weeks I'll have a much better idea on what things have really uh, passed both houses and are on their way to the governor for his action. Um, now, the for those that are listening, by statute we have to be done with our work here in a short session at the legislature by March the 14th. Um, Some people think we might end uh, maybe a few days early, but we'll have to see because it's it's still a little early. But that could possibly mean that we'll be done in a month. So I would just encourage your listeners, if there's any particular bills that they're concerned about, that they actually uh, give me uh, a call. Uh, or email, but when uh, things are moving fast, uh, a call might be better. And that phone number is 1-800-382-9467, So uh, it's always good for me to hear what's on the minds of the people that I represent, especially since I have seven counties, all are parts of, and not everybody thinks the same when you get that uh, wide and diverse an area. All right. Well, State Senator Gene Lysing, uh, thank you for joining us this morning on the program. Thank you very much for having me.